Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. everyone it's 7 30 in the morning on the 28th of September and here we are I'm trying to get one podcast in um, one more before the end of the month so we really have had a rough few weeks around here cough cold it's been going around um, we've all been tested in the house and we have the run-of-the-mill cough and cold COVID has hit our family I just want to talk about it first and get it over with because um, it's been rough and we have uh, lost a family member to it and we have other people who are sick. I have people at work who are sick. These are not normal times, even though I'm trying to get out and do things instead of um, being home all the time because that's beginning to make me a little crazy. So overall, we're getting through it. And I hope that your family is well, that you've been well, and let's move on to the podcast. So what have I been up to? Lots and lots of things. Um, When you're home a lot, you make a lot. I have not been so under the weather that I couldn't do my creative things. But let's talk about the garden first. It's really still blooming. I can't believe it. I've never had flowers bloom this late in the year. The wildflowers that we sowed directly into the soil, um, I believe it was in June. Oh my goodness, they are still blooming. Marigolds and poppies and things that look like hollyhocks and all kinds of little tiny purple flowers. It's really beautiful. I don't know um, if they'll come back. I hope some of them self-seed and will come back. I'll throw some more seeds back in that section of the garden because it was so much fun. It was like a lottery. You didn't know what was going to grow. You didn't know what the birds were going to take away. Didn't know what the rain was going to wash away, but it's really, really pretty. And it's giving color to the garden that is pretty much at the end. The Some of the yellow coreopsis are doing one or two flowers. Same with the perennial geranium. And we're now into the autumn joy is in full bloom. The bees are very, very busy. You can tell that it's getting to the end of summer. And now that we've had the autumn, first day of autumn came. And the weather has definitely cooled off here dropping down into the 40s at night. No frost yet, um, but I did move in my succulents and the geranium. I'm going to try overwintering them in the garage. It has a window in there and I'll water them once in a while. The garage is heated too, not to a real warm temperature, but they won't freeze 100%. So we'll see if they make it or not. We'll see. (laughs) 
I'm not, I've not uh, ever overwintered geraniums before and the succulents I think will be fine. So overall, it's been chilly. I've got my warm pants out, wearing my winter clothes are out and I'm sad that the summer has wrapped up. But with the autumn brings getting out hand knits instead of wearing a jacket, I can wear a shawl. And if I need a little something at work, which is very rare because it's normally hot, I have um, cowls and shawls and all of my hand knit things that I have been getting out. So I've been pretty happy about that um, because you got to have something positive when the summer ends and the fall begins. I do love the fall and it just know that what me it means though is the daylight is getting shorter and the frost will be here soon. The leaves are just starting to change, probably 20%. The bright reds and oranges are starting. We've gone on a couple of rides. If you want to see a video, we walked the beach this weekend and I put it on my Instagram, Vicki L. Holloway Quilting. Um we happened to get to the Mackinac Bridge and we stopped at the beach just as a freighter. And my husband looked up the name of the freighter because there are apps for that. It was a thousand footer and it was under the bridge right about the time we got set up for our camera. We could see it coming. And I was pretty excited to get this video of the freighter going underneath the bridge and I videoed it. it. It it's really big. It was right by Mackinac Island also and you're like the island looks so small compared to the bridge. It was a kind of a moody day. Um the sun was out at home but then by the time we got to the lakes the rain had started to come. Um we didn't get wet but you could see the storms brewing and then my husband goes you can pick rocks along the beach. I'm going to be right here because I think we're going to get wet. We didn't get wet, but I did find some fossils. I always find fossils in some pretty stones when I'm walking along the beach, trying to be very selective because you could have a whole house of rocks and uh, if you were not careful, especially when you go up to the UP. They have some really pretty ones off Lake Superior. So that was... Um, this weekend's little ride um, and it was cool enough I needed a jacket so yeah we're getting to that season. The yard um, we just have to do our fall um, grass mowing and the leaves haven't started to fall yet but they will and that will be the next big project. We have a few things to button up the house yet. So what have I been up to? Well, it's cool enough. It's binding season. I have pretty much completed my 90-day project. I finished the Kinship fusion, fusion Sampler and I made two quilts out of the 100 blocks that are in the Dissolve layout. I also finished my, what was it? Oh, the Irish Chain drew a blank there for a minute. My Irish chain that was with the black dragonflies fabric in the middle and then cream and then the bright colored fabric fabrics. That was all from my late friend's stash that she gave to me as a memory quilt. And the third thing was the 10 year old um, paper pieced quilt top. I'm getting ready to long arm it and I got all the paper off. And so I will have completed my challenge. 
The next thing that I am going to do is I have started the Bats and Booze free pattern. It's got bats and pumpkins and the very center is a star. I'm going to modify it just a little bit. So I'm pretty happy. I got the Halloween quilt started, got the 90 day challenge finished. And then I looked at the calendar because it's getting cooler out. And I realized this weekend is the trunk show and workshop. And I was sorting through the quilts that I want to take and I realized several of them needed to have binding put on it. So it's binding season. This week I pulled out the quilts that I want to take, two of them for sure. And if I have time, I might do a third one. Um, I sewed the binding on and I have the hand stitching to go. And I'm almost done with the bigger quilt. The little quilt will not take very long. So I'm very excited. I have something very excited to, exciting to look forward to and we're going to talk about making quilts in 15 minutes a day and then we're going to do the arrows workshop after that and hopefully get most of the arrows quilt done. Ah, oh, yeah, a binding is always nice because that's the reward for the cooler season. You can snuggle under that quilt while you're hand stitching and watching a show and that's been my hand stitching this week. I mean, I'll have to say I've been hand knitting the elementary shawl and I've been hand stitching some hexagons but this week the focus has been binding and when I went through the stack there's really not that many more and once I, I want to try to quilt and bind the the ones I have here at my house that are left of my quilts get them finished all this winter I don't know what I'm going to do after the bats in boo I have on my list of things I want to make and one of them is the Manx quilt M-A-N-X from Halo Inspirations and that's a hand piecing project so I think I will look at that again and see when I want to do it. I've been um, totally inspired by Stash Bandit. I took a little class that she does online it's a little class because it was a short class, but she has a long class that I'm going to sign up for on using up scraps and how to make them play together well in a quilt. I always feel really um, lacking in this department because what I think might go together, I've had some, I don't know, maybe it's, you're sensitive and every once in a while you get someone that says something about, ooh, that's too wild. But I realized that I was on the right track. I just need more confidence and practice. I mean, I've done some improv quilts that were all scraps and I've done it before and I thought they looked great. So I just need to keep working on honing the skills. And I have lots of scraps and I want to use them up. And so I'm going to make some different quilts that, you know, that you don't really need a pattern for, like eight pointed stars and different four patches maybe nine patches so there's windmills there's lots of different things you can do with just a traditional block and make the whole thing scrappy so I've been pretty inspired by her and her classes so if you're interested Stash Bandit is the name of the web website you can go to her Instagram and there are links to her classes and you can take them on Zoom which I find 
great. You can watch them live with her in the class, or you can watch it on the repeat, which I might have to do for the next scrappy class. But anyway, if you're interested in, you know, taking online classes and you're interested in stash busting, check out Diane's stashbandit.com. I was totally inspired. What else have I been doing has been, um, I'm three bats in on my bats and boo. So I have four bats, four pumpkins and a star to go. I am pretty, pretty excited about that. The other thing that I've been doing is playing with EQ. I've gotten really out of practice and a couple weeks ago I got, I've EQ8 and it's a little bit different from the last version. And I couldn't even remember how to draw a line. I mean, it was like, it was like it was brand new. You know how you just have one of those days where you stare at something and you're like, I know I know how to do this, but today's not the day. I don't even know where to begin. Well, electric quilt is kind of like everything else. If you don't use it very often, you will forget. But the good news is it's kind of like riding a bike. I got on electric quilt the weekend before and started playing around with some ideas and I I got a couple of really good ones. So I'm going to make one of those quilts in the future, but it's so much fun because you don't have to invest a lot of fabric or sewing time to experiment with some ideas, which is why I bought it in the first place, which is why I need to practice it more, which is why <laughs> I just need to get it out. There is so much potential with that program that I don't even know very much. So I'm going to keep an eye out for maybe a few online classes. That may be my goal for the winter is to become more proficient in using electric quilt. But I was so inspired by one of my quilts, I sent it into a magazine. We'll see if they accept it. Every once in a while, I do something really crazy like that and then start going, but what if they actually want it and what if I don't know if I have time to make it but I don't know we'll see they may not even um, acknowledge the receipt some you know they don't always acknowledge they even get your application so we'll see what happens with it <laughs> every time I do this I laugh because I vow I'm never going to do it again because there is a part of the process, you know, that becomes very stressful. And um, you start thinking, oh, am I going to make it? Am I going to make the deadline? And the thing about when you apply to have a quilt in the magazine is they don't want you to make the quilt because they want you to use a specific fabric line to help promote something that's current and fresh, not necessarily using older fabric lines. And this would not be a scrap quilt. So it would need to be um, a specific color scheme. So, well, like I said, we'll see where it goes. So the next part is our creative souls, which is what my sister and I have been up to. I have to say, when September 1st rolled around, I got my Halloween decorations out and I keep adding Halloween decorations. I made, you know, that crescent moon wreath. I made the Hobbit door wreath and I hung them up. They look great. I'm really excited. I found my amigurumi crocheted little pumpkins and some lanterns and things. And 
you know, I even have some block printed cards. I put them on our Creative Souls Instagram as a video and as a picture because I just love this artist. He is somewhere down in the Ann Arbor area at one point. And um, I usually see him at RenFest. And I did not go to RenFest this year, but my husband did. And I told him, you know, a few weeks ago, I said, if you go down there and you have time before the festival closes, see if he's still around. With COVID and everything, you start worrying about people. And he's probably my parents' age. And um, he found the booth. He found the booth with the family. And um, I was just very excited. So my husband bought me 10 more of his block printed cards. Now, I don't use them as cards, you know, like gift cards or, or, you know, greeting cards. I use them and frame them or have them sitting out because they're so beautiful. And someone carving a block and then printing it is just something that I don't see very often. And he always jokes at the Renfest that this is actually the only booth that has a um, artisanship and technology from the medieval times. So I just laugh because he's right. It's the, one of the only ones. In fact, it's probably the only one. Uh, even the kilt maker is probably a much newer uh, craft and artisan. So anyway, I got more cards. My husband was so sweet. He bought me more. I have quite a little collection of his work. And you want to know what's funny? He didn't buy any repeats. He bought ones that I have not purchased before and they're so cool I really really like them so anyway gushing on and on I did put my Halloween cards out I found a couple picture frames and framed a couple of them and the rest of them are sitting out they're super cute my Halloween stuff really was like this ritual of accepting that the fall is here I'm over the loss of sunshine and it's a signal for me to get my little lamp out while I'm doing things my little seasonal um, affective disorder lamp sunshine lamp I moved the plants away from the window because it was getting cold so all of the cold weather things but greeting the fall with all of the decor I got my Halloween quilts out and blankets I have some crocheted things and all kinds of stuff. So it was so much fun to change just a little bit of the decor to really usher in the fall. Now I am hooked on Michael's app on my phone. Terrible. I might have to take it off. But TikTok also on my phone. I love TikTok. It is kind of an addicting thing and it's not for everybody. But I'm on Crafty TikTok. You just kind of, your algorithm takes you there. So I see other quilters and crafters and artisans and Michaels. They have a great TikTok. But they have this candle that went viral. And I decided I really want one. You light it. It's a black candle and it has a shadow impression. It can be a skull or a bat or a ghost or a whole bunch of things. But when the candle is lit... It signals this LED light underneath it to change colors. So it's like this magical thing. Oh, I really, 
why it's on sale for six bucks michael's is not anywhere near my house and um if i wind up going on an adventure over the next few weeks i probably will stop and see if i can buy one but the sad news is it says not available to ship wah 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 i was sad but michael's is what inspired me for the halloween decor that i have and the wreaths and yeah i'm just we have Hobby Lobby in my town, but we don't have Joanne or Michael's. So it's a good thing or I would be constantly broke anyway. Whoops. So my sister and I are working on the decor. She has been working on doing things in her garden and in her house, but she has also been working on making bracelets with beads they're very very pretty she was doing trees that were made out of wire and look like tree of life with wire and gemstones the other thing that she has been making is scrunchies oh do you remember scrunchies from the 80s she has some crocheted scrunchies and she's sewing scrunchies and her granddaughter is in love with scrunchies so she has been making all those kinds of things and i just laugh because do you remember if you've been on the earth long enough, everything that is new was probably a fashion or in style or some iteration of it during your childhood or maybe even your parents' childhood, but you remember seeing it. Yeah, scrunchies are one. Everything in like the 80s seems to be 80s and 70s have been back around again. So I kind of laugh because um, I do love a good scrunchie. But uh, something I did see on the internet that cracks me up about scrunchies is you can tell people from uh, their generation from the language they use, right? Like when my mom told my son that she needed to go get slacks so she could get ready for dinner. Well, we didn't know. He didn't know what slacks were. Well, nobody uses the word slacks, but I knew what it was because I'm old enough that I heard my grandmother use the term quite a bit for what we would call dress pants. So they were also talking on the internet about, you know, we know how old you are by what role th that Nick Cage played. You know, he had many roles over his lifetime. And now it's Brendan Fraser because he started his career probably in the late 80s with Encino Man. So I'm laughing because the thing now is, well, we know you're Gen X because you say, ponytail holder and millennials or my kids say hair tie so how funny isn't it language it's so funny it fascinates me that I actually do read and follow up about the history of language and how language um, has evolved to where it is today I just find those types of classes or YouTubes or um, TikToks fascinating even though maybe I don't want to watch an hour of it but I do enjoy um, shorter versions so here scrunchies now that hasn't changed but are you using it as a hair tie or are you using it as a ponytail holder <laughs> we're laughing she and I were laughing about it it's just we we get um, we get going pretty funny because that's one thing. Even though my sister and I don't live super close, we do talk most every day and, you know, a lot of those kinds of really important conversations happen. Now, the next thing I've been working on 
that's not quilting is I saw something that went around a few years ago and I never made them. But remember when I was washing and saving all those wee yogurt jars last year? And then I got on to collecting the wee yogurt jars that are different prints. Yeah, this year they came out with flower designs. There were only three though. So I collected all three and then bought more wee yogurt that had the lavender on it because that's my favorite. And I just have all these jars. What do you do with them? Well, you can do lots with them, right? You can store things in them. You can use them as votive candle holders. You can put your rocks in it or sea glass. You can store things in it. I even have little silicone lids for um, just the plain glass jars if I wanted to put something like that in it. You could make them into candles, I suppose, if you wanted. You could use it for um, lots of different things. So I have a whole bunch of plain ones. And I saw somebody take mason jars and other jars and things that they've washed out, you know, things that look like vases or spaghetti jars that are glass or um, really funky jars or um, like perfume bottles that they may have found at Goodwill. And they upcycled it by using Mod Podge and food coloring. You thin it with a little bit of water and then you dump the food coloring into the Mod Podge mixture to the color you want. You pour some inside your little jar. You roll it around until the inside is fully covered. Then you invert it on, say, cardboard or if you had old chopsticks or I had those um, things that come in um, stuffing, you know, the loose things that you stuff things, you know, polyfill. There we go. Oh, boy. Polyfill. And I had a couple of those that I don't like to keep them. And let it drain for like 10, 15 minutes. Then you turn them over and you put them on a cookie sheet and you put them in the oven for about 200 to 250 for as long as it takes your jar to fully bake and that Mod Podge to dry. So anywhere from those little wee yogurt jars around 45 minutes to an hour. But the first time I baked them inverted. And so I got a lot of crusties and bubbles on the inside. So I redid it today and I am cooking them. The person I saw who commented on my video of me doing it, she said, try flipping them over and cooking them so they're not inverted and see if that helps. So that's what I'm doing today. Why am I doing it? I don't know. I had all this stuff on hand. I had a whole thing of Mod Podge. I have food coloring. I have all these empty jars. But I'm going to tell you, the empty jars, they don't showcase things. Even with the prints or colors, they, they really showcase the flowers or the patterns if you buy the collectible ones better if they're filled with something or they're tinted. What's really great about this method is it's not like chalk paint. It's it's not opaque. It's translucent, like stained glass. It's really pretty. And it was a big thing, I want to say, for using in mason jars for parties and weddings. And I think they still use it. I haven't been to a wedding in a long time, so I don't really know. But how fun. It was fun. It's simple. I had all the stuff on hand. I'm upcycling things that otherwise would go into the landfill. And I'm trying hard to not buy more stuff and be um, a landfill. 
filler up or person. I draw a blank on that. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, so that is the Our Creative Soul segment. Bracelets and scrunchies and tinting jars. That has been the adventure for us over the last couple of weeks. And the other thing is we're wrapping up our gardening season and I'm jealous of those like my daughter who just sowed her cold weather garden and it's doing fabulous with vegetables and flowers and all of the things. So I have to say that is about all of the stuff I have been doing and I'm still dreaming and working on making miniature fairy gardens for in my house because I miss seeing them over winter because the garden fairy garden is um, buttoned up but I have a few things and I have started a, another little diorama or fairy garden so I'm going to keep working on those I'm not finding the right glue hot glue didn't work well for gluing the resin thing so I'm gonna have I have crazy glue and other craft glues somewhere in this house so I'm going to do that and it's a fun project it's also very inspiring in my creative creativity it really does jump start my quilting doing other things and um, so that's the other projects I have been kind of dabbling in not real fast or serious um, but I've been working on a couple little fairy gardens for in my house for decor, for fun with, you know, my goal is making one of those miniature book nooks. And I think it just takes a lot of practice where I'm ready to downsize to that type of a miniature. So it's time to head to work and actually get dressed and get ready to go to work. And I just want to say that it's been a very busy, crafty last few weeks, but I have also been under the weather a little bit, but I'm feeling better and hoping to avoid any further infections. I'm hoping um, to see more family over the next few weeks and get out and be inspired that way. And I am also really trying to soak up as much sunshine as I can because, you know, the daylight is getting shorter. So it's binding season here. That's the biggest um, goal I have is to get these quilts bound. And then long arming season is going to really pick up so I can get all of my quilt tops done. Have you um, a, a batting that you like? I, I really think that batting is for the purpose of the quilt, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if there's something uh, better out there or I'm trying to look for an inexpensive lightweight batting. So I've been using Hobbs 8020 and I have some scrap battings that I'm going to use for some of the smaller quilts. But anyway, I thought we, you know, could talk batting a little bit for the next podcast. Um, my favorite batting for a big, heavy, thick quilt is um, Quilter's Dream and I also love Hobbs Wool and I like double layering but these quilts are not going to be used like that. So anyway, batting. Give me some tips, tricks. What are your thoughts on it? Have you found a batting for everyday quilts that isn't terribly expensive but performs well? That's really what I'm looking for. And um, I'm also 
thinking about trying some different threads. Um, I've been using Signature for piecing and I ran out. And so now I'm using a Guterman, which I really do like the Guterman. I have a whole box of different types of threads to give it a try. I think King Tut's in the box and I think there's some other types of threads in there, maybe some Wonderfill. I'm gonna try that, give you my ideas or my thoughts on using them because I've never used them before. Give them a, give them a whirl. I am not necessarily loyal to a brand. I also believe thread is for purpose. Like my long arm machine takes one certain type of thread and that's the one that we use. I also have so fine that some people tell me they use it for hand um, piecing their hexes, which I've never tried that. I've used bottom line and I'm running out. So I'm like, oh, I have some oddball color so fine that I'm, I would never use for long arming, but maybe I'll use it for my hexagon projects. And a dream is I found a pattern that I purchased, which is a geranium, but it's really a flower EPP that looks like Cosmos. And I had Cosmos Bloom just in my wildflower garden because I threw some Cosmos seeds in there. And this really looks like that EPP. And I love the pinks and the yellow centers. So I'm going to dig that out next when I get on, um, on, on another EPP project. So you have a most wonderful week. Stay healthy. Stay safe, everyone. Find those projects that um, you'd like to finish up because there's nothing like the feeling of finishing things up. I just love the feeling. So be creative. Quilt on, everyone.